بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسابي وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا My and sisters in my other incarnation I teach leadership and in that one of the things we do in the corporate world is planning of all kinds of things we do strategic planning for organizations we do personal career planning for people individuals uh, we do retirement planning uh, for people who are getting close to retirement age we say well, what will happen to you what's the what's your financial plan post retirement um, what about housing what about a regular income and so on and so forth so we do all kinds of planning I want to remind myself and you about one question, which is, what is our planning for that which we are completely and totally sure about? Because all the planning that I mentioned to you, strategic planning for an organization, takes certain uh, assumptions to be true. And in the plan we say, given that this, 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 given the price of oil remains at this level, uh, given the market conditions are at that level, uh, given this and given that, um, this is the kind of future that we can predict for this organization. Now, there's a whole, uh, there's, a, there's a guy called Clem Sunter, uh, who's the head of um, scenario planning as a as a discipline in uh, De Beers, you know, the diamond company, Anglo-American in South Africa. And he's written a book, uh, he's written several books, but all those books, the main theme is on scenario planning. Clem Center does scenarios. Um, it's not prediction, it's not, he's not doing some astronomy or I mean astrology kind of stuff. He's just predicting scenarios saying, given these set of conditions, these are the kind of scenarios that you can look forward to in the Americas, in in Asia and Europe and so on and so forth. Now, all of those are based on assumptions. I mean, the, you can't have a plan without assumptions. So, these are... Now, obviously, it means that if something goes wrong with those assumptions, then the plan is trashed. It's worthless. Right? Um, my question, therefore, I come back to that, which is that where it comes to making plans based on assumptions about a future that we have no certainty about. We spend a lot of time and energy in doing that and we consider that to be something which is important. We consider that, some, that to be something which is good. If somebody wakes up in the morning and if you, if you, ask, this, if you ask a person, uh, you know, what's your plan, what's your job, what's your career goal and uh, say, JJ says, well, no, nothing. I mean, I had dinner, but alhamdulillah, I'm fine. I sleep well tonight and Tomorrow is another day. We'll see. Now, what will you say? You'll say, man, you're crazy or what? I mean, what do you mean? You'll see. What will you see? Right? I mean, you must have some plan for your life. I mean, how can you just go through life like this? This is what we will tell him, right? Although, he can argue back with me and he will say, how do you know that I will even be alive tomorrow morning? So, if I'm not planning for tomorrow, at least I've got some, there's a logic behind it. I may not even be alive tomorrow morning. So, what's the point in planning? If I'm alive tomorrow morning, I will make a plan for the day. I mean, I don't buy that logic, but I'm saying even if he, he has some logic. 
But the question I ask myself is, what about the day about which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, ذَلِكَ الْيَوْمُ الْحَقِّ That day is the truth. And who said this? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalla. Not Greenspan. Now, Alan Greenspan says something, you will believe it. It's not Alan Greenspan. It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalla. ذَلِكَ الْيَوْمُ الْحَقِّ So what's the plan for that? We hear cases every day. Believe me, I have, in my life, I'm 64 years old. In my life, I have seen many, many cases of people in their 40s, people in their 30s, people in their 50s, otherwise perfectly healthy, into sports, playing games, no bad habits, no addictions, no smoking, no nothing. They just get up one morning and drop dead. That's it. How did he die? We say heart failure. Huh? What's that? <coughs> Just get up in the morning, drop dead. We see this every single day. We go pray janaza for them. We put them in the cover and so on and so forth. We come back home and then we are back to the same old story of our lives. <coughs> Which is what is the plan for tomorrow? And this tomorrow is not the tomorrow that, <coughs> that we are talking about. In this world, according to the calendar, this is the actual tomorrow. Two things about that tomorrow. One is that it is absolutely certain. There is not an iota of doubt about that tomorrow. It will happen. You will see it. I will see it. Number one. And number two, that tomorrow is like in this world, we say tomorrow never comes. That one, tomorrow never ends. Here, tomorrow never comes. That tomorrow never ends. That is forever and ever. If it is good, Alhamdulillah, forever and ever. And if it is not good, may Allah protect us from that. That also is forever and ever. Now, point is, what is it that we need to do? Rasulullah said, Ad-dunya mazraul akhirah. He said, this dunya is the cultivation. It is the farm, it is the field, it is the, it is the crop for the akhirah. So if I am a farmer and I want a good harvest, then what do I need to do? I need to start planting today. Simply sitting there and wanting a good harvest is not going to, nothing is going to happen. I mean, I have to start planting today. I have to do all that I need to do in order to make sure that that harvest will happen. Right? Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us, He gave us glimpses into that tomorrow. In the Quran, in many different places, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us glimpses into that tomorrow. Allah said, إِذَا أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ إِذَا وَقْعَتِ الْوَاقِيَةِ لَيْسَ لِوَقْعَتِهَا كَاذِبَةِ خَافِذَةُ الرَّافِيَةِ إِذَا رُجَّتِ الْأَرْضُ رَجَّةِ وَبُسَّتِ الْجِبَالُ بَسَّا فَكَانَتْ حَبَاءً مُنْبَثًا وَكُنْتُمْ أَزْوَاجًا ثَلَاثَةً 
فَأَصْحَابُ الْمَيْمَنَةِ مَا أَصْحَابُ الْمَيْمَنَةِ وَأَصْحَابُ الْمَشْأَمَةِ مَا أَصْحَابُ الْمَشْأَمَةِ وَالصَّابِقُونَ الصَّابِقُونَ أُولَئِكَ الْمُقَرَّبُونَ فِي جَنَّاتِ النَّعِيمِ سُلَّةٌ مِّنَ الْأَوَّلِينَ وَقَلِيلٌ مِّنَ الْآخِرِينَ مِنَ الْمِكَ سَمَكْدَمْ عَلَى سُرُورٍ مَّوْضُونَةٍ متكين عليها متقابلين يطوف عليهم ولدان مخلدون بأكواب وباريق وكأس من معين لا يصدعون عنها ولا ينزفون وفاكهة مما يتخيرون ولحم طير مما يشتهون وحور عين كأسحاب اللؤلؤ المكنون كأمثال اللؤلؤ المكنون جزاء بما كانوا يعملون لا يسمعون فيها لغوا ولا تاثيما إلا قيلا سلاما سلاما Allah mentioned these things Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned all of these things I won't translate these as the ayat of surah al-waqiyah please look, look them up Allah is mentioning scenes of the Jannah. People sitting on thrones, people sitting facing each other, the khuddam, the servants of the Jannah around them. Allah said, even the servants are beautiful. And they will serve and they will give things and so on and so forth. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described the other side also. I don't even want to recite those ayat. They are such uh, ayat which frighten you. But look them up. There are many of them in Surah Al-Naba also there are many ayat. The question is, where do we want to be? Answer is very simple. Obviously, we want to be in Jannah. But like I said, as I said, just wanting is not enough. Effort has to be made. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala linked, if you, if you look at the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made many promises in the Quran. Many promises. But there is one single thread throughout all of these promises and that is, they are conditional. There is no unconditional promise in the Quran. Allah did not say, don't do anything but I will give you this. No. For every single thing which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised, there is a condition. If you do this, you get that. If you do this, you get that. And that is what I remind myself and you. So just like we make plans in this dunya, even though we are not sure of the tomorrow, what must we do with regard to the akhirah about which there is complete certainty? I don't want to take a lot of your time. But this is the message that Rasulullah brought. If we look at the seerah, and if I ask you to tell me what was the single thing, one fundamental thing that Rasulullah changed in the thinking of the Sahaba, what will you say? Rasulullah didn't come to teach a new methodology of agriculture. 
He didn't come to teach a new methodology of animal husbandry. He didn't come to teach some new, you know, financial model for business or trade. All of these things were, were going on in Makkah and Medina and Arabia of that time. But the Prophet ﷺ didn't come with any of these things. He came with only one single fundamental idea. And this is the, the beauty of great ideas is that they are very simple to understand. Not complicated things which need, you know, great tomes to read and big analysts to explain. No, very simple but extremely powerful ideas. One single idea and we are sitting here, I'm sitting here in this masjid today, 14 centuries later talking about that single idea. And that single idea is what? Accountability to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's it. One simple idea. Which is, you do something here, something moves there. Now imagine your mouse and the cursor on your, on your screen. You move the mouse, you put, you move your finger on the, uh, on the touchpad, and something happens on the screen, your computer will do something. <clears throat> as simple as that. Something I do here, something happens there. I smile at my brother, my clock ticks there. I get a hasana. <coughs> I get a reward. Right? What is the value of one hasana? Please tell me. What is the value of one reward with Allah? It is the difference between Jannah and Jahannam. One value, one single, one single good deed, one single hasana can be the difference between Jannah and Jahannam because if you have that one more, you go into Jannah. If you don't have that one, you are in the other place. One single one. Now, we need to understand the value of that. Then you understand why Rasulullah put so much importance on things which today we seem to think, oh, eh, it's okay, so what? You know, big deal, smile. It is big deal. So, let's see some smiles. Muskurayye. Dad dikhayye. Shabash. Some people, I mean, you want to see them smile, you got to take them to a dentist or something. They won't smile. Simple smile, that's it. Nabi Sallallahu said, you shake your hands, you shake the hands of your brother, sins fall away. Hmm? Nabi Sallallahu said, a man was going from his village to another village. Allah sent an angel, the angel came in the form of a human being and he asked the man, where are you going? He said, I'm going to so and so place. He said, why? He said, to meet so and so there. He said, why? He said, just like that. Just to meet him, greet him. You know, ask about how he is doing and so on. So the angel said, are you going there because he owes you some money, you are going to collect the money? He said, no, no. Is some other business you have got? Some? He said, no, I have got nothing. I am just going because he is my brother, he is my friend. I am just going to meet him and say salam to him. The angel then said, he, ex he, he, he came into his real form and he said, I am an angel. Allah sent me. I asked you all these questions just to make sure that you know, uh, you, you fit the thing which Allah told me. He said, Allah sent me to tell you that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with you. Allah has forgiven your sins and he has forgiven the sins of your other the brother who you are going to meet there. That's it. 
Now, Alhamdulillah, today we all got together here before uh, at the time of Maghrib. And then we went to meet some brothers. My brother, he's here, and mashallah, when we met him and he also came to the masjid, mashallah, alhamdulillah, I mean, he lives, he's a neighbor of the masjid anyway. So, I'm sure he comes all the time. But I'm saying at least today we can get some credit for this. <laughs> Just to go and meet. Now, we went to meet him. He met us. He was nice to us. Insha'Allah, Mustaan, it is my... Yaqeen with my Rabb Jalla Jalaluhu that Allah has forgiven our sins and his. Alhamdulillah. Simple thing. What was the great mehnat and musibah? No, there's no effort. There's no, you know. He's got a Sri Lankan brother working there in his, uh, in his shop. So, I spoke to him in Tamil. He was also very happy. I was also, I got some practice in my Tamil. You know, all, all of this. Alhamdulillah. Something you do something here, something happens there. This is the fundamental idea that Rasulullah came with, which is the idea of accountability to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the akhirah. Allah gave us in this world, people say we have free choice. I say you are right, you have free choice, but not the way you think. You know what we are free to choose? We are free to choose price tags. We are free to choose price tags because every choice has a price tag. We are free to choose price tags. <coughs> How much do you want to pay? To be nice to somebody, there is a price tag. To be nasty to somebody, there is also a price tag. You are free to choose this price tag or that price tag because you will pay. Make no mistake. I will pay, you will pay. And just like in a store, you go to TJ Maxx or wherever you want to go, you go pick up, you look at the price tags, you pick up this, pick up that, pick up that. And then you look at your wallet, you say, no, 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 I don't have so much of money, you put something back. You can do all of that until you come to the cash counter, checkout counter. Once that thing, it goes, that is what you have to pay and you don't pay that. You become a, a guest of the United States government. You try and walk out with stuff in there. They'll come and take you in very great style in a nice car with blinking lights and stuff. And, you know, the officer will come and salute you and then free food after that, right? <laughs> it's exactly like that. So, while I'm living this life, I'm free to choose. I didn't quite catch that. Could you please repeat it? Yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying is... <laughs> <laughs> Siri doesn't understand us. <laughs> I didn't quite catch that. Can you please repeat it? That was probably Siri. <laughs> it's just like that. Just like going to a store. This life is like a store. We make choices. We, 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 we make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. So, so, okay. So, I did something. Now what? Now I realize I did something bad. No problem. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. No problem. I picked up this thing. Now, I look at the price tag. Oh, boy. This is like, you know, I don't want to touch this. So, what to do? Put it back. Put it back. As long as you don't check out with that, you're fine. So, if you do something and you realize that I did something bad, what must you do? Put it back. What is the meaning of put it back? Go undo it. If it is to do with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, make istighfar. I was supposed to pray. I wasn't praying. 
Now I suddenly realize, oh, I should be praying. All right, so make istighfar, alhamdulillah, start praying. Khalas. If it is to do something others, somebody else, I, my brother, dastagir, now supposing I, you know, did something bad to him, I cursed him or whatever it is. And then I realize now, oh my God, I shouldn't have. Now what must I do? Go back to him, go to him, apologize. I'm sorry, I mean, I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. Whatever. Make sure my account is settled. Don't check out with that thing. That's simple as that. Whatever you did, whatever it might be, don't check out with it. If you check out with it, then there is no coming back. There is no coming back. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned this. وَلَوْ تَرَائِذِ الْمُجْرِمُونَ نَاكِسُ رُوسِهِمْ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ رَبَّنَا رَبَّنَا بُصَرْنَا وَسَمِعْنَا فَرْجِعْنَا نَعْمَلْ صَالِحًا إِنَّا مُوْقِنُونَ Allah said, O oh my Nabi, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you will see them, you will see the mujrimeen, you will see the criminals standing before the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with their heads hanging in shame. Allah did not say kafirin, he said mujrimeen, including Muslims. Standing there, heads hanging in shame. What will they say? Rabbana abu sarna, O oh, our Rabb, we have seen. Wa sami'ana, we have heard. Farjana, send us back. Back to where? There is no dunya left. There's this world that doesn't exist anymore. There is no back. Inna muqinin, we will become very obedient slaves, obedient servants of Allah. No, 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 no. The time to be obedient is here and now. Not tomorrow. There's no tomorrow. As I said, tomorrow will come and that tomorrow will never end. Here tomorrow will never come. So I remind myself and you, let us remember the single point which Rasulullah brought, which completely changed the lives of the Sahaba Ridwanullah Ajmain. And two things happened. One, it made them the leaders of their society in this life and in the Akhirah, inshallah, radiallahu anhu wa raduhan. Allah is pleased with them and they are pleased with Allah and Allah announced this for us. They won in the dunya and the akhirah. This is the beauty of Islam. Islam does not say suffer in this world and in the jannah you will get a palace. No, 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 no. No need to suffer. Live well here. Win here. Have power and authority and influence and money and everything in this world and have the same, not the same in terms of quantity or quality because what happens there is far superior but meaning be a winner there also. This is the beauty of Islam. If we follow Islam, if we follow Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's orders, if we follow the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then we can become winners in this world and the next. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to live our lives in a way that is pleasing to him Jalla Jalaluhu and which is according to the sunnah of his Habib Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam to make us winners in this life and the next inshallah. Jazakumullah khairan, may Allah bless you, may Allah reward you for coming, for staying, for for listening, for reminding each other and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala strengthen you and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help you accept all your du'as, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive you your sins, whatever you have done, may Allah give you and me the tawfiq to make istighfar and may Allah accept that istighfar and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with all of you.